0: Dot net any of you can go there you can see the reports you can see the list of churches and abusers that have been put in print and many of them listen they were discovered that their their abuse was reported and nothing really happened so i want to ask you a question this morning I recognize in a crowd this size that this is a painful topic for some of you. And you may say, Brother Greg, I'm the kind of person that reported that and nothing ever happened. How would you like it if something happened to you or one of your loved ones and they were sexually abused and you reported it and it was as if no one cared? to follow up. So this took place at the national level, and the report was just released. Well, a year ago when this took place, all the state conventions, all of a sudden, ears are standing up. Oh my goodness, we've got a a problem because there were over 600 names and cases reported. We've got a problem. 47,000 churches. I think we all would agree, regardless of the percent, One case of abuse in any church, in any entity, is is awful. So our state convention, I received a phone call. And it was from Reggie Hayes, the outgoing president of the state convention. He said, Greg, we want you to pray about something. I said, okay, what's that? We want you to be part of the Ohio Sexual Abuse Task Force to help review and recommend policy for the state convention of Ohio Baptists. I said, my goodness, am I up for this task? I talked to Renee about it, and then he asked this. We not only want you to do it, we want you to be the chairman. Okay, what does that mean? You'll work with a group. Three on the group of the Ohio task force have been abused, overlooked. I'm telling you, there's some passion On this committee I'm serving with, and our job is to review and recommend. And our our annual meeting is in November, and we should have something to present to help churches and our state convention to take better action and better safeguards to make sure that this thing gets better and better, not worse. You know, when the report was released, it's extensive. It's troubling and it's heartbreaking because it not only talks about uh, sexual abuse, it talks about inappropriate behavior from leadership in our convention. Reading this broke my heart. One of the names mentioned is Johnny Hunt. And I'm telling you, folks, You say, well, well, who's that, Brother Greg? It's somebody who's mentored me for 29 years as a pastor from a distance. But our prayer has to be with those who've suffered wrongly. And it's almost, listen, here's the the, the picture that the world is going to hear from the media that that, that Southern Baptists are trying to cover up. Well, I've got good news for you. As of May 22nd, in release of this 288-page document, it's not about covering anything up. It's about getting right before victims and a holy God. And a holy God. I was grieved by the findings. It provides details. And then it provides response. And it's almost as if leadership, we've decided... I, 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 it, it, there's no validity to it. And abusers have been left trying to figure out what happened and where to get help on their own, and it simply should not be that way. Some of you saw this. Uh, we put out a joint statement in the state convention. Myself, Ray Humphrey is the president of the convention, and Jeremy Westbrook, who is the executive director, he's, he's the top dog. When the messengers of the SBC voted to conduct a third-party investigation regarding sexual abuse in our convention, we knew the results could be disturbing. Ohio Baptist grieved with the rest of the Southern Baptist family, as well as a watching world at the findings of the guidepost report. We especially grieve with survivors who may feel wounded afresh with the revelations of the report. Sexual abuse is not a barrier to the gospel it is an attack on the gospel. The abuse of another person made in the image of God within the context of the local church is unthinkable. Uh, Director of Missions, Phil Taylor, wrote a very good response. He says, Just as light dispels darkness, however, truth dispels deception. The guidepost report, while painful, is necessary to reform and healing. You can find all these resources either at sbc.net, Convention.net or sataskforce.net. I want to clarify a few things this morning. Listen carefully, and I'm about done. The Southern Baptist Convention is not woke. Not long ago, Renee said, what does that mean? Woke simply means collapsing under culture is what it means. Changing what we believe to make everybody feel good. That is absolutely not what is not taking place. What's taking place is accountability for sin and neglect. It's not shifting liberal. It's not caving into someone else's demands. We stand on the word of God, amen? And we're going to be in the process of helping those who have suffered. That's what it's all about. But I can assure you, when the annual meeting begins in Anaheim, the headline news is going to be Southern Baptists hide abusers. It appears that many moved around without proper accountability. What's that mean? That pastors who had abused got hired by other churches who did not screen right or brought them in knowingly. Who are we? We're... FSB Camden. Who's that? First Southern Baptist Camden. Most Southern Baptist churches don't have the name Southern in their name. What do you mean, Brother Greg? There are plenty of First Baptist churches across America that are Southern Baptist. But we're identified by our name. I've never been ashamed to be Southern Baptist. And to tell you the truth, I'm not ashamed standing here, I'm ashamed of what's happened but I'm not ashamed of the fact that God continues to call us to reach the community in which he's placed us with the gospel. Another thing that I I think we need to understand is my devotion isn't to a denomination. Denominations can mess up just as pastors can mess up and just as churches can mess up. But our, our loyalty is to King Jesus and to serve him. And I believe that the outcome of Southern Baptist in this report and in, over this year's study and what will be presented at the convention, which are recommendations to help churches go forward, those are also already posted at that sataskforce.net. There, there are outlines for state conventions. I believe the response is more of a David response, and that is acknowledging sin saying, God help us, God help the victim and help us go forward in growing to be more like you and further and further away from the awfulness of abuse. Three things, no one is above stumbling. Yet, except by the grace of God, it could be me. It could be you. So it's very easy to stand here this morning and and want to cast judgment. But we ought to hit our knees and say, God, help us. When Ronnie Floyd was here, he sat in my office. And I said, don't you quit. And the pressure of all this, he didn't last too much longer. uh, No one is above stumbling. Number two, man, man was going to let you down from time to time. So my hero is not the denomination. It's not another preacher. It's King Jesus. And when I look back at life and the relationship with God, there have been many times I've let him down. But I tell you, I'm a satisfied customer in Jesus. He'd been so good to us. And be reminded he didn't come to build a denomination. He didn't come to build a church. He came to build his church. And that's the one that the gates of hell will not prevail. And I praise the Lord for it. So in a couple weeks, uh, the week of the 13th, Southern Baptists will meet to see how they're going to respond to the findings. And they will, I believe, approve the recommendations overwhelmingly. Why? Because we want to take a David response. Lord, no excuses. It's us with so many folks that have been abused. What are we going to do? I believe God wants us to be a model of safe practice here. So for that to happen, we're going to have to do some things differently. Quit whining every time somebody asks you for a background check. Do you hear me? Don't you think we owe that to our kids and our teens? Uh, Well, Brother Greg, uh, listen, well, what if they find something? Then we're graciously going to tell you it may not be a good fit right now. That's all it is. But it's for us, it's for our kids. Uh, Secondly, be willing to be better equipped. So there are resources now that are coming to us that we can apply as a church. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other accountable. And understand that as a church, full transparency is always the best road to go down. And and while we're talking, let's just go ahead and lay it on the line for a church. Zero tolerance for any form of abuse. It's not going to say we're not going to love you, but we're not going to let you stay in leadership. You're going to have to confess, repent, and get right with God. There'll never be revival with sin in the camp. Some have shouted, this is the end of the SBC. My response is, this is the beginning of the SBC. It's a new day. God, forgive us. Help us. Help those who have been abused and hurt and continue to deal with the aftermath of it. And help us to take bolder action to prevent it from happening here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Before you stand, when you go to sbc.net on the front page, there are two options to report any instance of abuse in an SBC church or an entity of Southern Baptist. One way is by way of an email. That's sent to SBC hotline at guidepostsolutions.com. You'll find that at sbc.net. The other way is a phone call, and the number is listed there. All information is confidential, but they will they will give you available options and put you in touch with an advocate. That's where we begin. I want you to stand. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. To our guests that are here today, I'm sorry that this is the message you had to hear. But we believe God is in the business of redeeming and saving and even putting messes back together. Amen? So this morning, the altar is open. If anybody wants to come and pray, you feel free to come now. If you're here today and... You just need support in regards to something that's happened. You reach out to me during the week, and we'll put someone in, in your path that can help you and pray for you and encourage you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Brother Greg, I'm not really sure I'm a Christian, but even in the midst of this message, God has revealed to me my sin and that I need to be saved. How about you coming today? Why not you come and say, Brother Greg, today I realize I need to be saved. And we'll have a time of prayer, and you can settle it right here once and for all. So, Lord, have your way as we sing for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's lift our voices. Cody and I will be here if you need to come. Let's sing this as an anthem, as a praise, as a time of recommitment to the Lord. Amen? Sing it together. All to Jesus I surrender. Trust His presence daily. Oh, to Thee, my blessed Savior. I want you to bow your heads. I want you to just hold your hands out in front of you and just lift your palms toward heaven. Okay, here's, here's the symbol of sacrifice to the Lord. Now, keep in mind, folks, sacrifice without obedience doesn't mean a whole lot. That's what Saul had to learn that obedience was better than sacrifice. So, with our palms open, we sing this chorus. We're singing, dear God, help us to live for you, walk in obedience as we serve you and surrender our life to you. You ready the chorus? I, I surrender. Thank you for your attention this morning. Thank you for your obedience to serve the Lord. You know, one way we worship is through our giving. I know some of you are looking at the bulletin and saying, man, our giving was down. Our online giving continues to increase weekly. So uh, thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for your faithfulness. Today's also Bread Sunday. And uh, you know what I did this morning? You know, you can't get a lot of bread for $1 anymore. So I gave two, and uh, our pantry is in good shape, but where that dollar goes is directly helping uh, the food pantry. I see Levi Lovely out here. Is Bailey here? Levi, step in here. When was the baby born? What date? 26th. Uh, They already have one little girl, but now he's got a little boy. Look at him. He's in church. He's, He's telling Bailey, I want to get away from the house a little while. Amen. Let's, let's praise the Lord for new life, okay? Kathy, we continue to pray for Jay, so you pray for him and Bob as he's at home, Lindsay's dad, and uh, we're grateful for that. Amen? Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. Hey, we need some men. Uh, we need some men to find, uh, well, Pam's going to be out there in case the ladies are coming to her. We need some men to help set up tables for tonight. Why? What happens at 6? He may be smiling right now. He'll be crying at 5 o'clock tonight. I can tell you that. But uh, guys, uh, somebody lead the charge to the tables, okay? Make sure the kids get out of there first. Don't go in there and start setting them up with the kids in there. Once they're out, you take care of it. Get the table set. We'll get Pam to pop over and she can say, I like it or move them, okay? So is there anything else? To our guests, thank you for being here, and uh, hopefully we'll see you tonight, I think, maybe. All right, good, good, and uh, grateful to have our friends from Northridge. So, All right, Don Hall, come down here and lead us in prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. You're good to us all the time. And we're not very good to you sometimes, and we ask for forgiveness for that. We just pray, Father, that you might go with us now and help us to be a light in our community, in our Jerusalem, and uh, that we might live a life not for our glory, but for yours. Go with us now and bring us back to your house safely. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen.